The human mind is unique. It has the capability of holding two contradictory beliefs simultaneously. Animals cannot do so. While you might observe a mountain goat confidently jumping from cliff to cliff, you won't find it attempting to fly. It remains true to its fundamental nature. Humans, on the other hand, possess the ability to embrace contradictory ideas. We acknowledge that like those around us, we will one day die, yet daily, we seem to deny our mortality. This optimism inherent in us is what allows us to thrive. It is the driving force behind falling in love, indulging in cheeseburgers and venturing into space. However, this optimism also has a dark side, particularly when it comes to preparing for future losses. Our inclination to be optimistic about the future might lead us to neglect planning for the financial consequences of unforeseen risks. Relying solely on optimism without adequate preparation is a luxury many of us cannot afford. It is crucial to strike a balance with practical considerations. Hence, understanding the concept of insurance becomes crucial. I'm eager to find answers to two questions. Why do some of us underinsure ourselves while others overinsure? And how should we make decisions about purchasing insurance? I will address this issue in two ways, consulting with two experts. First, I will delve into the technical aspects, using medical insurance as a foundation to understand the various factors we should consider when selecting a policy and an insurer. After that, I will analyze the behavioral aspects to comprehend how emotions influence decisions related to insurance. I'm your host, Ashish Chavla. Welcome to another episode of Temperament by One Finance, where we explore emotions and biases and their effect on the way we handle our money. Our aim is to help you avoid costly mistakes by giving you practical financial knowledge that helps you make smarter financial decisions. I have Bhanu Guram, the co-founder of Ditto Insurance with me. Ditto's primary focus is to provide genuine, no-spam insurance advice. It's a pleasure to have you on the show, Bhanu. Good to join the session, Asish. Can you provide a general overview of the state of insurance in India? Considering the big population that we have, most of the products are kind of, you know, underpenetrated. And uh, I think insurance is one of the most underpenetrated products that we have, right? Uh, more than one third of the country doesn't have uh, any kind of an insurance. And a lot of people end up paying for most of the hospital bills, uh, you know, from their pocket. And for many families, it's like this, right? You are just one uh, hospitalization away from getting pushed into, you know, say poverty or kind of, you know, completely moving from, say, a middle income group to a low income group or, you know, whichever income group that you're part of. More than like 400 million or even like one third of the country doesn't even have any access to uh, you know, any kind of an insurance. And if you were to simply look at the number of people who even have any kind of an insurance product, uh, only 4% of the people actually go out and get some kind of an insurance. And majority of these insurance plans are also the life insurance plans that someone in your family would have got you from uh, you know, an LIC plan. So if I were to exclude the life insurance part, the particular penetration would be like you know, under 1% of you know, the total population that you have. Got it. And why do you think this is the case? Why do people not take insurance covers? I think it's primarily to do with the awareness. We kind of you know, always think that, okay, what is the requirement to have an insurance in the first place, right? See, unless you have seen any kind of anybody in your family or you yourself getting hospitalized, you'll think, if, see, it's like this, right? If I ask you, how much is cancer treatment going to cost you? Uh, most of us will not have an answer because we never kind of, you know, saw it. Right, So we grossly underestimate the requirements or the necessity of having an insurance in the first place. Uh, second would be the way these insurance products are constructed. They are very complicated right? because the insurance companies want to make sure that they cover all the bases. 
and they want to make sure that it's very clear. Now, most of these documents are filled with a heavy legalese, which common people will find it very difficult to go ahead and do uh, anything, right? And this is where uh, the regulator, uh, the IRDA and the government, right, they have been trying to standardize a lot of these, uh, you know, processes, this new scheme called as Arogya Sanjeevani, right? Although this particular product has like a lot of uh, demerits, but it does one very good job in terms of standardizing what uh, you know, insurance policy should cover and not cover, right? So at least uh, the regulator has been uh, pushing really hard to get the standardization. So once you standardize everything, uh, I mean, public and you know, uh, all common people can simply go out and purchase any product, right? They don't have to worry too much, ki, am I getting into the right one or where things are going? Sure. So Manu, what's your advice? How should one go about selecting the right insurer and the appropriate medical insurance plan? So before you select the right insurance plan, uh, you should be first looking at the right insurance company, right? Because uh, new plans or new features and all of these things are something that will always keep coming up, right? Whereas, whereas what you're actually getting into is, uh, you know, an agreement with an insurance company, right? So first and foremost, you need to look for someone who has a very credible, uh, you know, history uh, in terms of their financials, in terms of, uh, say, if I have to talk about specific metrics, the first and foremost thing that you should be looking at is the claim settlement ratio. Right. Simply put, it's like this. If 100 claims are coming, how many claims are you know being approved by this company? So the whole point of why we are buying an insurance plan in the first place is when I'm hospitalized and I'm making a claim, the insurance company should approve it. Right. If they have a bad history of not approving claims, for whatever reasons. Now, that itself is a very bad sign that you should be staying away from, you know, companies like that. Uh, a simple metric that you can look at is you look for insurance companies that have at least uh, say a 90% as the claim settlement ratio, right? And probably you can look at the last, uh, you know, couple of years, the last three, four years average to see what is their overall performance like. A second metric that you need to be looking at is the network hospitals. So the advantage that you get with the network hospitals is you walk into the hospital, you tell that, hey, I have to get this XYZ surgery done. If it is already a network hospital, the hospital and the insurer, right, they will coordinate and they will kind of, you know, figure it out how to, uh, get your surgery done and you don't have to pay any money from your pocket. So the higher the network hospitals, the higher the chances of, you know, you getting everything done on a cashless basis. Instead, if you have to cough up, let's say, four or five lakh rupees all of a sudden, would be a tough task for any one of us. So network hospitals should be your, you know, second important metric. And a third one that you can need to look at probably would be incurred claim ratio or what they call it as a ICR. What this tells us is, Let's say if I'm collecting 100 rupees as premium this year from all of my customers, how much of that am I giving out as a claims? Now, if this number is too high, it's a bad thing. If the number is too low, it's a bad thing. So as long as the incurred claim ratio is between 50 to 70 percent, right? It's a decent because it kind of tells us about both the claims experience as well as the financial position of the company. Because if I'm imagine if I'm paying out too many claims, right? Uh, you know. If not this year, the next year, the company will be forced to do some kind of a cost cutting, which would kind of, you know, probably won't end well for you whenever you have to make a claim. Got it. And people often rely on corporate plans, right? So do you believe that this is the right approach? Absolutely not. That is the biggest mistake, uh, I know, a lot of us kind of, you know, make. Uh, when I got my first job, the company offered me a very good insurance. And I thought, yeah, what is the point of me actually have to get the insurance? Now, Three years later, I decided to go pursue, you know, my MBA from Ahmedabad and I ended up with no insurance cover, right? So your corporate insurance will be applicable to you only as long as you're working with your company. 
the problem is let's say you move your job or let's say you want to take a sabbatical or even if you develop any kind of a health condition later now going out and getting a retail plan would be really really tough now when you are completely healthy and when you are young if you are going out and getting a plan it is much simpler much straightforward process so one depending upon your corporate insurance is always tricky second whenever you are changing your jobs you are not going to leave up a good job opportunity because the company doesn't have a very great insurance plan right you will be forced to kind of take the particular opportunity there so relying on this insurance is bad second most corporates at least what i have noticed is that their plans are not comprehensive a lot of companies still see a corporate insurance as a regulatory thing or basically it's more like a tick in the box right you have we have to offer something to our employees so probably let's just get something that is cheap out there because everyone has to account for their costs and everything so the usual covers that i've seen companies offering is in the range of 3 to 5 lakhs which is grossly grossly inadequate to kind of you know take care of any expenses second most of these plans have a lot of uh, you know limits right say you have to get a particular surgery done they'll say hey i can only give you 1 lakh rupees i know your insurance policy has a overall coverage of 3 lakhs but if you want to get a particular treatment done i can only give you 1 lakh rupees or when you are admitted in the hospital the hospital will give you a various choice of rooms to choose from right you can be in a, a twin sharing room a single private room or a suite room now your insurance policy will simply tell ki hey i can only put you into a twin sharing room so you are forced to share you know the room with some other patient out there so most of the corporate plans have this kind of you know hidden clauses right so it's always better that you get your own uh, cover and on top of it right now the way we are seeing what is happening with most of the startups there is a lot of job uh, you know uncertainty right whether you will kind continue to hold your job or you will be let go because of the recent layoffs now if you are fired you will be out there without any insurances so it's always better you have your corporate insurance because that is something that your company is already giving you but you should have your own individual plan so that you kind of you know safeguard yourself uh, much more easily and what according to you are the common mistakes that people make when it comes to health insurance common mistakes is i think this is a typical tendency that most of us have is to uh, go out and look for products that are cheaper right we always kind of want to save money and people typically tend to say ki hey company a is offering 10 lakhs cover for 5000 rupees company b is also offering a 10 lakhs cover for 7000 rupees right i can go ahead and get the 5001 right why pay the extra 2k you should not be worried too much about the premiums but rather look for the parameters right like your claim settlement ratio network hospitals those should be your primary criteria now if you are in a financial crunch and you cannot absolutely afford it then a bit obviously then you have to go for whatever is an affordable option but that is the first mistake a uh, second mistake is people think that how will the insurance company know about my health history say for example when you are filling out or when you are applying for an insurance the insurance company will ask you anywhere from 10 to 20 or 30 questions as well right where they want to know about your entire medical history now you may think hey i had one you know leg surgery 7 years ago how will the insurance company get to know so let me just not disclose this information to them right now we are buying the insurance for the first time the insurance company is sitting out there with 20 years of experience and they can figure out all of these things much faster than what we can think right i mean they will outsmart us anyway any day so it's always in our best interest to disclose whatever our health conditions are very openly now if the insurer is accepting and giving you a plan they will not have any excuse to say ki hey i'm not going to cover your uh, you know or i'm going to deny your claim right and if you have to look at let's say any specific features that you should be probably looking for 
is always look for features where you don't have any kind of a room rent restriction right some plans typically say ki if you uh, have let's say a 1% as the capping so you cannot spend more than 5000 rupees you know per day as your hospital room rent now you'd think if 5000 rupees in a hospital would probably be a lot because if you were to probably get a hotel right a 5000 rupees would give you a, probably a two star or even a three star but when you go to the hospital the room rent limit or the room rent charges are not just for the room that you are staying but it will also take care of all the nursing or the doctors the kind of treatment and the entire equipment that you will be getting right now depending on the severity of your health condition you may be required to or you may be needing some extra care so it's always better to have a plan where there are no restrictions in terms of the room rent so that when you are getting admitted you have full control on what you want to or which kind of a treatment that you want to get into second a lot of companies put this a disease wise supplement right where they say ki okay if you have to get a knee replacement done we are going to pay you only 3 lakhs or if you have to get a cataract surgery done we'll pay you only 50000 rupees right now again this is again a very very bad feature to have one because we don't know what the costs are second medical inflation in india is in double digits like you can probably think of it like every 5 years the cost of whatever treatments you are getting is going to get doubled now if you lock yourself into a plan that has let's say 1 lakh rupees as the cataract uh you know limit now in 4 5 years that cover is going to be inadequate and you will be forced to pay from your pocket thanks manu for the insights as i conclude part 1 of the episode one question has been lingering in the back of my mind is our tendency to underestimate the necessity of insurance rooted in the lack of awareness or is there a deeper psychological aspect at play in part 2 of the episode i will continue my discussion with bhanu additionally i will be joined by a behavioral expert who will help us unravel the mysteries surrounding biases and emotions regarding insurance meet you soon on the other side investment in securities market are subject to market risks read all related documents carefully before investing the securities quoted are for illustration only and are not recommendatory